0: There's a scripture that I can't get away from this morning, and so just stay standing for a moment, and if they could put it up on the screen, it's in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12, and it's a phrase in there that I believe that we want to pray about uh, before we get into the message. Of course, it says, fight the good fight of faith, and the phrase that I got is, lay hold on eternal life. Eternal life. That's the zoe kind of life. For in him was life, and the life was the light of men. And as the Father had life in himself, so has he given the Son to have life in himself. And then I have come that you might have life, and that you might have, praise God, it abundantly. To the flow, till it overflows. So in order for us then, if we're going to fight the good fight of faith the way it should be fought, we must lay hold of eternal life. What does that mean? We must pay much attention to the life of God that's on the inside of us. The life of God inside of you will be made manifest in your mortal body if you will trust him. If you will just say things like, I've got the life of God in me. I've got his life. I've got his nature. I've got his ability. I've got the life of God in me. And it's quickening me today. It's strengthening me today. Thank you, Lord, for the life of God. Laying hold of the life of God enables us to fight the good fight of faith. And one way that we lay hold of it is is through the confession of our mouth. Oh, hallelujah. The life of God is in the Word of God. Jesus said, It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. But oh, thank God, there's life in the Word. There's life in the Word. Life in the Word it changes you, it transforms you, it heals you, it quickens you, it makes you bright. Hallelujah! Bright is the opposite of being dull if we'll lay hold of eternal life and cultivate it and thank God for it and praise God for it and confess it, it will quicken your body and it will make you sharp up here. Woo, hallelujah. The life of God, the very nature of God is on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Come on, let's praise Him for the life of God. Oh, the words that he speaks unto us they are spirit and they are life the word of life in the heart of man spoken through our mouths will literally change our lives forever how many of you could use a touch from heaven today from the life of God Go ahead, Pastor Tom. Pray over him right now. The life of God.
1: The life of God.
0: Let's lay hold.
1: The life of God permeate
0: right now in the name
1: of the
0: Lord Jesus. Uh-huh. Energize uh-huh. in the inner man today, right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All life
1: in the inner man. Oh, thank you, Father. Ooh. This congregation walking in the life of God like never before. God, the inner man. Quickening! Oh, quickening today! Quickening! Quickening for
0: those here <laughs> in Quickening in Jesus' mighty name! Yeah, la 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 la! Yeah, yeah! La 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 la
1: From strength to strength each day! Hallelujah.
0: eternal life. We hold fast the confession of our faith. We thank you, Lord, that we have the faith that takes on the inside of us. So we take and receive all that you have for us this morning. Thank you, Father, for utterance by the Holy Spirit. We give you the glory. We give you the praise for it now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm holding fast to the life of God on the inside of me. Anybody here today can lift a hand and say the life of God has changed you? You know, we haven't been repaired. We've been recreated. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. We are His masterpiece. We are His workmanship. Oh, my sabandaya. <laughs> and it makes me happy. It makes me want to shout. It makes me want to sing. It makes me want to dance all about the life of God, the life of God, the life of God. Woo. If we will cultivate the life of God on the inside of us, he will give us wisdom beyond the natural, supernatural wisdom is found in God's Word. And God's Word is full of life. You know, it begins by receiving Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So if there's anybody here this morning that has not yet laid hold of the life of God, this Zoe kind of life, the life that delivers you from darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son, you can do that right now. And if you're watching now, or if you're watching later this week, whatever the case may be, with a heart full of faith, I encourage you to lay hold of the life of God right now. Pastor Tom's going to lead us in a prayer, and let's all make this declaration together that Jesus is Lord.
1: God in heaven, you can repeat after me, God God in heaven, we agree with those opening their heart to you right now. And for those of us praying for the first time or renewing our commitment to Christ, we open our heart and our life to you. To Jesus Christ, the anointed one, the loving one. The Prince of Peace. The
0: Prince of Peace. The one
1: who loved me.
0: The one who loves me. The one me. who
1: gave himself for me. And
0: gave himself for me. The one who bought me. me. The one who brought the
1: me. The one who sought me.
0: The one who sought me. The one me. who makes me a new creature now. The one who makes
1: In me new Jesus creation. Name. Woo-hoo! Come, Lord Jesus <laughs> into my life.
0: Glory. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Glory I to God. Thank you for saving me. Come on, say thank you. You're saving me now. Ha, ha, ha. Right now. In Jesus'
0: name. Beautiful. Ha, ha, ha. Beautiful. Glory to God. Can you shout amen? Praise God. Praise God. So you can be seated, but we are ones that contain the life of God. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency and the power may be of God and not of us. And so as we live our lives in this earth, we are to do all things without murmurings and disputings. We are to be a light, amen, in a dark world. And I believe it's in Philippians somewhere where it says, holding forth the word of life. That's our mandate. We've heard a lot about mandates in the last year and a half, but our mandate is Mark 16. Our mandate as carriers of life, as those who lay hold of eternal life, is to hold forth the word of life. In other words, hold it in high esteem, let your light be seen, and let the life of God flow through you through your actions toward those that are in the world. People are in darkness. They know nothing about what you know. But we know. And we have the life of God. And so as Christians then, we are to be dispensers of this life to other people. And God will lead you by His Spirit. He will give you the unction and give you the anointing to know when to say something to somebody. I mean, other times, he may just have you pray for them when they're not present. Other times, you may ask a person, Now, I know you're going through a difficult situation. Would it be okay if I pray with you? You know what the answer 99% of the time is going to be? Absolutely yes. The other day, I was getting my ears lowered. I was getting my hair cut. And the person that cuts my hair has been cutting it for many years. And I know that she's gone through some things. And and I said, you know what? With your permission, I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask God to help you through this situation. And she was just delighted. Probably hasn't been in church maybe her whole life. But just thrilled and delighted. So I'm expecting things to turn for their family. Why? Because I prayed. Not because of who I am, but because of whose I am. And because of the connection with the great I am. Folks, you're connected. Woo, hallelujah. You're connected. Some people pride themselves in who they know and what they know, and they name drop and they try to impress. But the main thing is, who are we in Christ Jesus? And whose are we? And what kind of message are we sending through our attitudes? What kind of message are we sending through our deeds? Oh, the world is hungry for what we have. Put your hand over your heart and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, I have the life of God in me. Help me, Lord, Lord. to hold forth forth. the word of life, life. not to live a weak, emaciated life, life. life. crushed by the circumstances that are in this world, but Lord, help me be light and life, life. and we give you glory for it, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, another great confession to make about the life of God is somewhere in Proverbs chapter 12, maybe verse 28, I'm not sure. It says, in my pathway is life, and there is no death. Glory to God. In my pathway, wherever I go, under the direction and leading of the Holy Spirit, in my pathway is life, and there is no death. Oh, glory to God. And so say it with me. In my pathway, there is life and there is no death. Hallelujah. Wherever I go, I'm expecting the life of God to lead me, to guide me every step of the way. Remember that this week when you go to the doctor. In my pathway is life. And there is no death. Remember that when you get on 880, 8380, whatever 80 it is. In my pathway. In my pathway. In my car's pathway. There is life. And there is no death at all. Glory to God. Man, if I could sing, I'd sing right now. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm declaring over your life that in your pathway is life. In your family's pathway is life. And there is no death whatsoever. Oh, glory to God. See, there is a law that is in the Word of God that supersedes the law of sin and death. Sin and death comes from the enemy. Under the law of sin and death... You can think of a million things that are bad. We don't want to center in on the bad. We want to center in on the good. But you'll find in Romans the 8th chapter and in the 2nd verse, and they're going to pull it up here in a moment. These are ways that we can lay hold of eternal life. It says here, For the law of the Spirit of what? For the law of the spirit of life that is in Christ Jesus has made me what free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus supersedes, it overrides, if you will, the law of sin and death. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It will cause you to soar in life. It will cause you to go to new levels in your life. New levels of opportunity. New levels of creativity. New levels of ingenuity. The life of God is on the inside of you. Woo, hallelujah. And He will make you of a quick understanding. And he will impart into your life an excellent spirit. So I encourage you, I exhort you to lay hold of the life of God that is on the inside. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. And so we have faith in the life of God inside of us. We have faith in the very power of God Paul said in 1 Corinthians... Let's look over there in verse... uh, Chapter... uh, I believe it's chapter 1, verse 18. He says, For the preaching of the cross... Is to them that perish foolishness... But unto us which are saved... What is it? It is the power of God. That's you and that's me. Now go back to verse 17. It says this. For Christ sent me not to baptize... But to preach the gospel not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Are we hearing good news this morning? The gospel is the good news. It's not just good news, it's powerful good news. Amen. Amen. Now notice with me in verse 22, it says, For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ, amen, crucified, unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. So Paul. Knew how to lay hold of the life of God on the inside of him. And he encourages them in Timothy, or 1 Timothy 2 1 through 5. He said, Look, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Verse 5. But it was in demonstration of the Spirit of God and the power of God that your faith should not be in the wisdom of God. But where should our faith be? Thank you, Steve. Thank you for that one participant. Where should I faith be? Faith in the power of God. Oh, say it with me. My faith faith is in the life of God and my faith faith is is in the power of God. Now what this does is this supersedes man's thinking. This supersedes the doctrines of men. This supersedes religious thinking if you will. I'm not trusting in what man says. I'm trusting in what God has said. Have you discovered that God is not a man? And that God don't lie? Neither does he repent. Has he said it and shall he not do it? Woo, glory to God. He makes good on the exceeding great and precious promises that we find in the word of God. Somebody say amen. Amen. So Christianity, the life of God, and the power of God is way out beyond men's doctrines and religious thinking. Christianity is based on reality. It is based in the very power of God, the power of creation, the power of a virgin birth, the power of a sinless life, the power of the resurrection from the dead. That's what our faith is based on. And the religions of this world cannot bring people to heaven. There is no way that a man can make it to glory through a man. Whether the man be Buddha or Muhammad or whatever the case may be. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And incidentally, he said this, there is no God beside me. I know not none. I know not one. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. We've got the champion of the whole universe. The champion that was raised from the dead living on the inside of us. Let your light shine. Let the love of God flow through you. People will get hungry for what you have and who you are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Say it with me. I have faith. In the power of God. We're not just talking about theoretically. We're talking about experientiality. Have you been born again? Then you've experienced the power of God. How many of you have been healed? You've been experiencing the power of God. How many of you, praise God, have had your needs met? You have experienced the very power of God. And I just want you to know that there is much, much more. So let's look at Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah the 40th chapter, and we look at verse 21. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Hath it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the world? What is he saying? He's saying this is something that everybody should know. I mean, it should be very obvious just from creation that our God is God and He is God all by Himself. You look at creation. Look at all the colors, all the smells, all the mountains and the beautiful oceans that we have. I mean, even this world in its fallen state is amazing. Amen. Amen. It speaks of God. It speaks of our Creator. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even the eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Lord God, open our eyes and open the eyes of people around us. All of creation, it is a revelation of the goodness of God. In verse 22 of Isaiah 40, it says, It is he that sitteth upon the circle of the earth, and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers, that stretcheth out the heavens as a curtain, and spreadeth them out as a tent to dwell in. How many of you would agree with me? God is way above it all. I mean, what God is this that makes the earth his footstool? My goodness. In verse 25, he says, To whom then will you liken me, or shall I be equal, saith the Holy One? As we already said, there's only one God. Verse 26, lift up your eyes on high. And behold, who has created these things, that bringeth out their host by number. He calls them all by names. There's trillions of stars. By the greatness of His might, for that He is strong in power, and not one of them fails. You know, sometimes people think it's challenging to put gas in their car, or to pay the electrical bill. But God keeps the sun burning. He keeps all the stars burning. He keeps the planet in orbits. (laughs) There's no God like ours. Look at your neighbor and say, there's no God like my God. Verse 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard, in other words, where you been? That the everlasting God The God, the creator of the ends of the earth, he does not faint, neither is he weary. We serve a tireless creator. He's not on sabbatical. He's not tired and worn out because of what he sees in the earth. The everlasting God goes on to say, the creator of the ends of the earth, he doesn't faint, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Think about it. We will never get to the end of understanding him. And that is one of the reasons why we encourage you to pray Ephesians chapter 1. That the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened. I remember Dad Hagen said this Something to this effect years ago, he says, the more you learn, the less you see you do. And I found out that to be true in my life. Because there is room for growth for all of us. And the key to growth is respect this word. Respect the life of God that's in this word. Spend time in it. Honor it. Meditate in it. And the Holy Spirit will be right there with you to show you some things you have never seen before. And cause you to grow and to increase. Oh God, open the eyes of our understanding. Verse 29. He gives power to the faint and to them that have no might What does he do? Say it right now with me. He's increasing my strength right now. He's the power giver, he is the power distributor, he is the power imparter. Question Are you a power receiver? Are you connected? Or are you lollygagging about just every now and then and connecting here and there? But are you abiding in the vine? Abide in me and I will abide in you. Live for me and I will live in you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will. It will be done unto you. See, a lot of people want to pray and want something done unto them, but they don't fulfill the first part of John fifteen seven. They don't abide in him, and that his word doesn't live in them. But that's not you. Let's move along. One translation says this. He gives power to the tired and to the worn out. Oh, lay hold of this this morning. I see why the Lord gave me that exhortation on laying hold of eternal life. Let the weak say, I am strong. Not I'm getting weaker. Let the weak say, I am strong. Now notice verse 30. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not fall faint we're going to spend a little bit more time of that in just a moment but i want you to back up to verse 29 and i want to read it together ready please read he gives power to the faint and to them that have no might he increases strength so who is it that qualifies for that verse just because we show up for church just because we have a fish on the back of our car? Just because we listen to all the great preachers? Who really qualifies for verse 29? I'll tell you who it is. Those who wait. Those who wait. Those who wait upon the Lord. In other words, I have a part to play and so do you. Our part is to wait His part is to renew our strength. Now it's very interesting, in the Hebrew, this is one word. The word, wait on the Lord, we see in the King James Version. But the literal word in the Hebrew is kabah. Everyone say "Kabah." kabah. And what it means to us is to expect. It means to wait and to look for with an eager anticipation. It's an active waiting. It's not an inactive waiting. It's an expectant waiting. It's parking and getting our eyes off of ourself and off of our circumstances and putting our eyes on Him. And expecting Him to do for us what we could never, ever do in our own strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who gets the power? Those who wait. Those who expect. Now there's a revelation in Young's Young's literal translation. I want to read it to you today. Now notice this with me in verse 28. Has thou not known, has thou not heard, the God of the age, Jehovah, prepare of the ends of the earth, is not worried nor fatigued, There is no searching of his understanding. Verse 29. He's giving power to the weary, and to those not strong, he increaseth might. Verse 30. Even youths are wearied and fatigued, and young men shall utterly stumble. But those expecting Jehovah. See, it says those that wait on the Lord. Those expecting Jehovah shall pass to power. Somewhere, somehow in there when you're waiting on Jehovah you're going to get a power boost. You're going to pass things up praise God and you're going to go from weariness to powerful strength. You're going to pass chronic fatigue up and you're going to go to chronic strength. Amen. Let's read it together. But those expecting Jehovah pass I'm interested in passing to power but if I'm going to pass to power from those things that are trying to weaken me I must expect Jehovah
1: That's so good. That's so good.
0: they raise up the pinion as eagles they run and are not fatigued they go on and on and on and on and they don't faint oh Jesus we are not to be running on empty we are to be running on Jesus say thank you Jesus hallelujah hallelujah Those who wait and expect Jehovah shall pass to power. Listen to this statement. Expecting the power of God to quicken us will allow Him to do things in us that are out beyond the natural. That are super natural. In 2016, Brendan and I had the opportunity to go to Africa. And I think in about six days, we both spoke about 23 times. You know, aggregate, together. You can't do that in the natural realm. We passed to power through the anointing of Jehovah because we expected Him to quicken us. And you may never speak 23 times in Africa but you're getting up tomorrow morning you're going to work you've got children to raise you've got grandbabies to look after come on somebody you've got a nation to pray for and so we are to be the expectant ones say to me I'm passing to power because I'm waiting on Jehovah everybody still good? Give me a few more minutes. Let's go to Psalm 27. Psalm 27, verse 1. We're talking now about laying hold of the life of God, faith in the power of God, and we're emphasizing right now now, our tireless Creator. In Psalm 27, verse 1, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? You know what the answer to that is. The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Would you agree with me that we're living in a day where people just don't know how to rest? Be still and know that I am God is just a placard on some people's lives. But being still and knowing that He is God must be a way of life. One translation says, Let be and be still. To come into the throne room, there are some things we need to leave out of the throne room. Our devices. Our remote. No wonder we live in a chronically fatigued society. There is so many things that are grasping for our attention. Facebook, Instagram, all these things, if they're used properly, can be used for the glory of God. But I think they've become a substitute in many people's lives and it has hurt them spiritually. This is not to condemn because when I point my finger at you, I've got three right here. Everyone say, be still. Be still. So the reason why People are so fatigued and wearied and worn out is because they've got too much going on. I believe it's time to turn some things off and spend more time waiting on Him. As you do, you'll pass from fatigue to power. You'll get to a place Where Psalms 103 becomes a reality, where your youth is literally being renewed like the eagles. I heard Kenneth Copeland say back in the 70s, I think, God's wanting to renew his people's youth like the eagles, and a lot of them are just dying like buzzards. Now that's strong, but I don't see any buzzards here. I'm looking through the eye of faith. And I'm seeing eagles. And I'm seeing a few eaglets. It's time for us to soar. Can you say amen? amen? Verse 8. When you said, seek you my face, my heart said unto thee, thy face I will seek. Verse 13, read it with me please. I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord So, David is saying, I'm expecting to experience the power of God in my life. And we should do no less. We do not have to be dull in any area of our lives. We don't have to be sluggish spiritually. We've laid hold on eternal life. We don't have to be dull mentally. Are dull physically. When you wait on Jehovah, you'll pass from being dull to being bright. Hallelujah. I don't know if you remember the ad, the Slowskis, the Turtles. Everything was so slow. We don't want to be slow spiritually. We can't afford to be slow mentally. Quickened. Say it me, Quickened by the Holy Ghost. We don't have to put up with chronic disease. We can pass from chronic disease to power. Say it me, Faith in the power of God expects to pass some things up and experience the power of God. I love the way Pastor Tom prays, and I think he prayed this today. We're going from strength to strength. Say with me, I'm going. I'm going from strength to strength. I'm going from power to power. I'm going from glory to glory. Me and my household, we're going from victory to victory. Well, I've seen some great things, Pastor Mark. I have too. But we sang the song, Greater. There's greater things. There's greater things in store for you. Because you've got the greater one living on the inside of you. Better days ahead. Brighter days ahead. We're passing through the pandemic to the power of God in our nation come on somebody we are passing through failures in business to the power of God that will restore businesses amen yeah but I've been through some tough things but I see you're here today sometimes people when they go through some tough things they isolate themselves and that is the worst thing you can do because we need each other and we need Him in a corporate setting like we're in right now. He'll say things to you about what I'm saying that the Holy Spirit, He'll just minister to you. Hallelujah. I don't believe in isolation therapy. The Bible says that we are When we come together, we're to be assembled, right? So you can come to church, but not be assembled. You can come to church and say, okay, I checked the box. I made it. Let's beat the Baptist to Big Bear Diner. Let's be first in line at Sizzler. The box has been checked. I've been to church. I put my dollar in. I didn't say that. I did not say that.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, we need this, folks. We really, really need the corporate setting. Oh, my goodness. We're together again. Just... Praising the Lord. We're together again in one accord. Something good is going to happen. Something good is in store. We're together again. Just praising the Lord. Who can give the Lord about 15 seconds of uninhibited praise? Glory to God. <laughs> Glory to God. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're together again. Hallelujah. Say with me some assembly is always required. So, what does that mean? pastor tom comes up and leads us in praise and worship we should be expecting some good things to happen let's not wait for a feeling let's step out lay hold of faith and enter into praise and worship and i'll guarantee you you will have some feelings A lot of assembly is required. A lot goes into a service like this. Way beyond Brendan, myself. There's a lot of prayer. There's a lot of people serving. There's a lot of people getting up early in the morning to accommodate this beautiful corporate anointing that comes from the head of the church. He likes to inhabit the praises of his glorious church and he likes to bring his glorious church from one degree of glory to the next come on somebody give him praise Woo, glory ha 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 <laughs> Woo, I sing because I'm happy I sing because I'm free His eye is on the sparrow. And I sure enough know he's looking after me. And he's looking after you. For the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout the whole earth. To show himself strong. We're passing to power. We're moving on up. Glory to God. I know that was a little carnal, but that's what George Jefferson said. We're moving on up. Amen. Woo! How, I like the way he danced. Amen. Woo. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wait, in verse 14. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. And he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Expect to be quickened today. Expect the Lord to minister to you. When you lay down and put your head on that pillow, expect him to quicken you. Expect him to minister to you even while you sleep. Now I've got a mustache trimmer at home. And I'm not always faithful to charge it. So when it runs out, I need to plug it in. What am I doing? I'm waiting on the charger. And before it can charge, I've got to turn it off from operating mode to receiving mode and just let it be yeah. till it gets a full charge. That's good. That's good. That's good. We need reserves, folks. We do not want to run out. We're not supposed to be running on empty all the time. Let's run on Jesus. I encourage you. I exhort you. I implore you this morning. Put your life in the receiving mode. Accumulate some reserves. Oh, because I'm telling you, we're on the last laps. And these last laps, we got to run strong. We got to run mighty. And faith in the power of God will do that. He doesn't push us, He's not a taskmaster, He's a good shepherd. And in closing, Matthew 11, just stay standing as Pastor Tom comes in the company. Matthew eleven twenty eight says this, and I want you to read it like you mean it today. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke... And my burden is light. Look at your neighbor and say, his yoke, he is easy and his burden is light. That's the opposite of being heavy and hard. If there was ever a people in the earth today, it's the bride of Christ. It's the glorious church that should be chipper. We should be bright eyed. We should be the most joyful people in Alameda County. The most joyful people in the San Francisco Bay Area. The most joyful people in the... Oh, come on. The state of California. Not worn out. But expecting. Jehovah. We. We. Take a deep breath and go. Way, Yahweh. Take some more deep breaths.
1: Yahweh.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Yahweh. Way. Lord God, let's pray right now. Lift a hand to the Lord and pray this with me. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. I have been encouraged today, been encouraged today. In, your word, in your word to lay hold of the life of God. And to wait on you. I'm asking you, sir, and I'm giving you permission. Reveal to me those things that weaken me. Those things in my life that are allowable, but they have no benefit. Show me, oh God, how to change it. Help me to develop in what I heard today. Now let's lift our hands. Oh, let it be, Lord. Let it be. Be it unto me. Be it unto PT. All of our staff. Be it unto all of our friends and our partners. Be it unto us. According to the Word of God. This is our mandate to wait, to lay hold of, and to hold forth the word of life in Jesus' name, hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah, hallelujah, and it is time to lay aside the weights and the cares and to cast every burden over upon me for those things will slow you down in your race but it is time to run run our race light and easy and what I heard the spirit of God say when I was standing over there is that I mean you know we can't add to this wonderful word but we can act even more on the word that we have heard today and there are people in here that you need to do some casting You need to do some just saying, Lord, right now, just take this. Whatever that worry, that concern, maybe it's a person. Whatever it's been, some of you have just been weighed down by things going on in your life. And today, you need to see them right, right now. Put them in your hand. Those things, those people. And by faith, right now, we say, Lord, I cast that. I cast that over upon you. I cast it in the name of Jesus, the concern of that loved one. I cast it over upon you. I am not going to be hindered in any way, fashion or form. We have heard the truth today. And doesn't the Bible say in John 8:32, you shall know. You shall know. We have known and we have heard the truth today. And what has it done? Set us free. And we're going to walk and we're going to run in that freedom today. How many agree with that in Jesus' name? Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord.
0: Well, Pastor Tom, you're one of the most diligent people that I know. If you have something to sing or to do or whatever the case may be, do it. God is in this place today. Thank you, Lord. You're you to be commended for assembling yourself together. Amen. You got something today. Yes, we all got something. Yes. Go ahead, P.T. Thank
1: you, Lord. Let this word abide on the inside. We are to live supernatural. In God cannot afford to not wait upon the Lord can't afford it it's not optional I'm you heard from heaven today God's touching our lives strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord wait